0: Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Well, good morning. Welcome to you who have tuned in this morning online and... Those listening on the radio at eight o 'clock this morning welcome. We repeat and broadcast our broadcasts at ten o 'clock and twelve o 'clock and five in the afternoon so that people have a range of times to fit in with the new uh, normal in our lives i 'm sure by now you 've had an opportunity to go online and have a look at our new website with its new features where you can see the last year's sermons youtube. Uh, links are there and also there are worship soaking sessions that have been built in on the website that you can listen to and then there's ministry that's age appropriate. So thanks for all of those who have put so much effort especially uh, the Ellisers who have spent hours in getting the website up and running to its current condition. I'm also hoping that as we move from lockdown, we have more corporate meetings that start to uh, bring a sense of corporate worship and corporate community back into the house again. So we're not sure how long the lockdown is extended for, but we do know that in the meantime, the message is not chained. The message rings out. And I want to, encourage you, if you're part of this local church, to stay connected. These teachings on a Sunday are 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes to bring you up to speed with what the leadership here at Highway are feeling and wanting to communicate to you. Yes, there's lots of messages out on the internet, but I believe God has a specific mandate and a specific mission for our church, and he speaks to those who he's gifted to teach and preach from his word that we may stay abreast in this important time. This morning, I'm going to be sharing a word from you from Corinthians chapter 14. So you can turn there because I know by now you come to this time with the Bible open in front of you. I can hear the pages uh, turning in the background. And even as we come back into the church hall, that we become accustomed again to having our Bibles open in front of us. So let me pray for you so that this next 30 minutes will be meaningful and encouraging and challenging. In Jesus' name, I ask that, Lord, because you said you will build your church and the gates of hell cannot withstand the onslaught of a kingdom people with the keys of the kingdom in their hand that are marching forward to the rhythm of your message and seeing a transformation taking a a place, not only our own city, but across the cities of the world, that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth. That is our prayer. That is our hope and our confidence. Lord, remind us that, that our days here are few Teach us to number our days and to seek first the kingdom of God. This morning, Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you have for us. Amen. Amen. I was just driving into the uh, church building this morning, and I was praying in the spirit, and I I felt such a deep encouragement come up within me. And I thought of so many of you who are going through uncertain times. And as I was praying in the Spirit, I I couldn't help but identify with folk like you that have had the rug, proverbial rug, pulled out from underneath their feet in the last 12 months. Everything has changed around us. Yes, we hang on to our faith. Yes, we keep on declaring the truth. But what's happened is unprecedented. And as I was praying in the Spirit and thinking about different families in the church, I couldn't but help notice how uplifted I started feeling in my own spirit. And that just reminded me again to come to you and read this passage of Scripture that we can see with our own eyes again one of God's primary instruments, avenues of depositing courage and inspiration and edification. And I'm reading from Corinthians chapter 14, well-known passage. It starts off in verse 1 and says, follow the way of love. And like I've said before, if we just got that right, we would change the world. If we just got love right, we wouldn't walk in criticism and unforgiveness and malice. We wouldn't, there would be no corruption and selfishness because we'd be putting the needs of others first. If we just got that right. And he goes on and he says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. I see a connection between love and prophecy. Because when we prophesy from the Spirit, people experience the love of God. And remember, it's not our love for God that is of primary importance. It's His love for us that stirs up our love for Him. And when true prophets prophesy, there doesn't have to be doom and gloom and Misery for the planet and God's anger suppressed. But prophecy should inspire and encourage. But it's to demonstrate the love of God for others. He goes on and says, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters Mysteries with his spirit. And then he contrasts it with prophecy is for others in verse 3. And then back to verse 4 to tongues. And he says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. If you're sitting here this morning, I'd say, say that aloud. Edifies himself. Prophecy edifies others. The channel of God's love through prophecy for others. And tongues is the channel of God's love to my own spirit. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their encouragement. But he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. I would also, he says, however, I'd rather you prophesy because when you're in a meeting, others need to experience God's love, but for yourself personally, he says, I speak in tongues more than all of you speak in tongues, because he had found that channel of experiencing the encouragement that comes. Verse 13 continues, in the context of excelling in the gifts that build up the church, he says, for this reason, anyone who speaks in a tongue should also pray that he may interpret what he's saying. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. What is praying? My spirit is praying. But my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. You see, God has promised us that he wouldn't leave us helpless. He said, I'm going to send a comforter. That comforter is the Holy Spirit. Often the Holy Spirit is wanting to intercede in a way that is contrary to our limited vision. And when we pray in the Spirit, we are providing an avenue for that declaration to go into the heavenlies. But in the process, it's a two-way street, because the same phone that is sending a message is being heated up in the exchange of language. And there's a heating up on the inside as we feel God's love, because every prayer of the Holy Spirit is a prayer of love. It's a prayer for your neighbor, and it's a prayer of love. It's a prayer for your spouse. And it's a prayer of love. It's a prayer for your socioeconomic situation you find in. And yes, it's the prayer of love. And as you engage in that prayer, oh, my friend, don't minimize this gift. Don't say, yes, well, back in 1964, I used to pray in tongues a lot. Your edification comes by hearing the word, and by praying in the Spirit. Now, we all need a good dose of encouragement. Wouldn't you agree with me? We all need a good dose of uplifting from time to time. And often that comes through the proclamation of the Word. That's why the importance of preaching. Often it comes through the sense of God's presence as we worship and songs of faith are declared. But there are times when you don't have access to to being preached at and you don't have access to have a soaking worship meeting but the word is on your tongue and when you don't know what to pray just pray in the spirit so back to my story I'm driving into the office and as I'm praying and I'm feeling a little bit of a an anxiety because I know what so many of you are going through I've been on the phone. I've heard stories. I get secondhand stories given to me. And I just felt this anxiety. But as I was praying in the spirit, something lifted off me. And I believe that wasn't just for me. It was so that I can come to you with an encouragement to say, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayer prayer and supplication, present your requests. Pray with your mind. And pray with your spirit. You see, God knew that kingdom living and kingdom expansion would be impossible for us if we only lent on our own flesh, our own strength, our own effort. So he said, I'm going to send you a comforter. The Holy Spirit comes upon me. He comes into me. But there's a sense in which He comes through me. can be when I pray and preach and declare in my own language, but it definitely happens when I pray in the Spirit. Maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know about all this tongue stuff. You know, I went to this church when I was young, and they they looked like they were just having a circus, and it looked like people that were just, you know, intoxicated. Well, I've heard that argument and at one level I sympathize because I remember my first experience in a Pentecostal environment. But here's the thing. I went to God and said, Lord, if this is from you, you promised not to give me a snake if I ask for an egg. Not to give me a stone if I ask for bread. So your word says in Luke Eleven thirteen, I believe it is, that if we ask you for the Holy Spirit, you will give us a good gift. So I prayed and I left it, and nothing happened. People put their hands on me, they rubbed my head until I nearly went bald. They shouted, they said, say this, say that. Nothing happened. I knew Jesus, and I knew He would give me something good. And for me, it happened during the night. I was sleeping, I woke up, and I was praying, and suddenly I realized I never understood the words I was saying, but I just kept going, and they were just a few words, and I kept going, and they were just, shab-a-... and it was just short prayers, and I thought, oh, what's happened to me? Have I been possessed? But no, I feel the presence of God. Surely if this is a gift I've asked for God, He wouldn't give me something evil, and the fact that I'm feeling closer to him, the devil's not that stupid that he's going to give me something that's exciting me for the presence of God, and intoxicating me with the presence of God. Come on. And from that day, I had to make a decision. If I don't use it, I'm probably going to lose it. Every day, I want to spend some time praying in the Spirit. And over the years, I do confess there have been seasons I've been more active in praying in the Spirit than others. And it's usually during times of crisis, times of uncertainty, times like this. You know what I'm talking about. You might need this message more than you actually realize right now. You might be feeling cynical about it and, yeah, what's the point? You know, I've tried so hard. I've done this and I've done that. Well, let me ask you, who would want to go through life miserable, depressed, and uncertain when God said, I will send my comforter? Why would we want to spend a life in dismal, defeated depression when Jesus said, it's better that I go because when he, the comforter, comes, the Holy Spirit He will lead you into all truth. So that was my experience of praying in tongues. Maybe yours has been different. Maybe you've never prayed in tongues and you've kind of written it off as, well, been there, done that, tried, I get by with a little help from our friends. I would encourage you again to go to God's word. You see, this was a promise that was from the Old Testament. God said in Joel chapter 2, I will pour out my spirit. Jesus says in Mark 16, and you will speak in other tongues. Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost came. And what happened? They prayed in tongues. In fact, there was such a commotion that people from all over the world who'd come to Jerusalem for that time of celebration of Pentecost heard the message being proclaimed in their own language. Now, I don't know where the miracle took place. Were they speaking the foreign languages, or were people hearing an interpretation of the languages? I'm not sure about that. I don't think it really matters that much. What's important is that they heard, and they said, we are Galileans, and we are from this place and that place, and and we're hearing the good news proclaimed. What had happened? The fire of the Holy Spirit had fallen upon a group of men and women who were, fearful, and felt totally socially distant and quarantined. But there was a hunger in their hearts for more of God. And they said, God, you said remain because I am sending what the Father promised. I don't know about you, but who would want to go through life without experiencing what the Father promised? And, you know, you might have drifted away from the things of God. You might not even really be listening to this message, but you just caught this part. God promised you a good gift. Why not take hold of it? It is for your encouragement. It's for your boldness. It's for your wisdom. That's not the wisdom of this world. It's for a private prayer petition that is unhindered by the limits of your paradigms and views. You see, I think one of the biggest hindrances to not praying in the Spirit is that sometimes people don't feel worthy. Because it has almost been placed as a gift on a pedestal for the super spiritual. And you might be thinking right now, yeah, well, you know, you don't know how I've messed up and how I've kind of walked away from the church and God and as a young person, I knew him and I knew his presence, but I'm not worthy now. Then i just come and I plead in the name of Jesus with you and I pray for you right now. pray, Father, let them feel your acceptance and love. Let them know that there is nothing that can separate them from your love and your intimacy. I call on you, Lord, right now. I believe God is is somebody just is reaching into the heart of someone you've been in the things of the Spirit. You've prayed in the Spirit. You've been born again. You even felt like there was a higher purpose in the kingdom for your life, but it's kind of got watered down and washed away, and you've been distracted by the things of, of worldly success. My friend, God is on your case today, and He's saying, come back. I, I, I want to take authority over a, a spirit of cynicism. That spirit that says, yeah, 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 I've heard it all. Yeah, but maybe you haven't heard it all. No, I've been there, I've done that. Yeah, but what if God's got more for you? No, there's nothing more. I've heard all the messages. I know all the, all the arguments. Yes, but, but what about Jesus who said, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. I can't claim to have all truth. You can't claim to have all truth. There's some more truth for you. As you pray in the Spirit, as you pray in tongues, even right now, yes, as you're just sitting sitting there, as you're listening to it in the background, maybe you're making a cup of tea. But right now, just... Oh, Steve, uh, I, I really think this is a little bit strange that you're praying in this funny language on multimedia. I just you think you should reserve that for, for uh, church meetings? The answer is no. The Spirit of God come upon you right now. I pray for a fresh baptism into your life. I pray that you will put away cynicism and skepticism. And if the church has offended and hurt you, if leaders haven't matched up, if you feel God has let you down right now, I come and I declare the love of God to invade your home, invade the room that you're standing in. May God reveal himself to you in a powerful way in this coming season. The world is in a place it's never been before. I'm not jumping to every conspiracy theory. I know there's a lot of stuff out there. But you know, Jesus did say something very interesting. He said in the last days, many will come and say, we've heard this all before and nothing has happened. I hear that so often that I'm starting to get concerned that are we the proverbial frog that's put in cold water on a stove and the water is heated up slowly and the frog doesn't even take cognizance of the temperature change until it's too late? I call upon you at this time. I plead with you at this time. The world has never been in this place, but your place is back on the Father's lap. Your place is back in the embrace of God. Your place is back to be used in his kingdom in a way that will restore the purpose of your life, will restore the calling of your life, will restore the vision of your life. My friend, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, whether you run an empire, the same message is for you today. He who prays in a tongue edifies, opens up a channel of God's life and love to flow into his heart. So if you tuned in this morning expecting to hear some profound interpretation from revelations about the third horn of the beast that got broken off and how Brussels built a new flight of stairs and it caved in and now therefore that's the picture of the Antichrist, then you didn't get it from this station. You never got it off this channel. But what I'm coming to say is we serve a God who knows the beginning to the end, and from the end to the beginning. We don't know what the future holds, but as we stay in his embrace, as we stay in his grip, as we stay in his love, and that's what this passage is all about. That's why it says, follow the way of love. Do that prophetically as you announce good news. Do that personally as you pray in your spirit, praying tongues. So will you join me this coming week? When you get an opportunity just driving down the road, and instead of just listening to the bad news on the radio, I mean the news program, why don't you just turn things down a little bit and just go, so much to be grateful for. I want to look back in a hundred million years' time and know this life was a short burping time and I was put on this planet to achieve so much more. God, help me move into my destiny. I know there's more for this planet. I know, Lord, so many haven't experienced your love. I know that the church is the instrument to propel your love because love is the atmosphere of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name I ask for this, Lord. And I ask it for you and your family today. In God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.